0: it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol Jean, Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Wow, we got a heavyweight show today, huh? We do. Can we lift it? Oh, let me tell you, 5 o'clock, Rick Caruso. How about that? Running for mayor in L.A. He's going to be back on. He is? Five. Yes. Have, you, have, you I, have there been ads? I haven't seen any. There have been about <laughs> three, four ads. Just a
2: few. <laughs> a okay. minute. I understand he's a wealthy man. I don't get uh, it. <laughs> uh, Brian Dolly is coming on. He's the
1: Republican oh, running against Gavin Newsom. He'll be on at 3 that. o'clock.
2: Is he running ads? I have actually not seen them. Uh, no. I have can, not seen a Brian Dolly ad. He could really since use... Since I'm being literal this time. He could really use Caruso's money. Newsom's <laughs> um, <laughs> <Nursen's laughs> not running ads either, except for a ballot measure. And he's running the one on an abortion measure, too. Yes, in,
1: in Florida or Guam. or, I think he's running ads in the Philippines now. I, Anyway, Brian Dolly at 3, running for governor. Rick Caruso at 5 o'clock on the show,
2: running for mayor. So. And Monday... At five o'clock, it could be you coming on the show. Can you hear me? You. That's right. We don't. Just, what are you running for? We don't I'm just not talking
1: book, to John. I'm talking to the audience. We don't just book big names here. We also That's book right. really, really tiny names. And we don't charge. That's we right. Get Thirty
2: seconds. Valuable KFI airtime for free to pitch uh, oh, so whatever
1: you want to pitch for office. Some of it's valuable.
2: Uh, <laughs> some of the airtime. Some of, some of it is. Some of it, you know, there's a discount. <laughs> it's 4 a.m., what? <laughs> um, if that's you or somebody you know, it is Monday. The hour of candidates will be at 5.05, 05, and it's really first come, first serve. So uh, jot down this number. And this is for Monday, not now, although I know they lock all the lines anyway, so don't bother calling it. one 800 which is 1 KFI. Isn't that great, how they did that? That will be from Monday in the uh, 5 o'clock hour in about 15 minutes we're still giving out cash inflation bonus money right right yes there'll be another exciting keyword coming yes uh, announcer voice will announce and then john cobbett will tell you how you get the money i don't have the the list of keywords so uh you don't have i don't
1: know if anybody showed up today i forgot Uh, what's the day people show up for work is that today maybe not
2: Oh, I forgot. You're right. The office is usually empty. I thought, yeah, I thought Thursdays, they're there. I thought Friday and Monday, nobody's there. Is that Uh, what I heard? uh, uh... Actually, I'm reading surveys around the country. That is what's happening. People are being told to come back two to three days, and most are picking Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. They like that long weekend thing.
1: Right, which means they're not working on Mondays and Fridays. If they are.
2: (laughs) Well, they're working from home very productively. Oh, you think they are. Well, I read a long story that... uh, the results in 2020 were phenomenal in terms of work productivity from home, and now this year, pfft, Yeah, right. Now that people have really uh, become entrenched at home, they're getting lazier and yeah. less interested. Because
1: people were scared of, if they were out of sight that something bad might happen to them. But yes. now they're not scared anymore, and nobody's looking over their shoulders, so.
2: Yes, you know. and and because you, uh, so many others are working from home, you don't feel the same competitive urges. Right. That you would. No. I mean, I, I saw another story which says the most likely people to be laid off are the remote workers. They're going to be possibly the first in rounds of layoffs that right. could be coming. should the big recession hit us. You know right away
1: who's got drive and who doesn't.
2: No, I know. <laughs> it's instant test. <laughs> in fact, later on in the show, and it's, you mentioned this the other day, and then I just found this day in the New York Post. NILFs. We're going to talk about NILFs. These are men who are N I L F, not in the labor force. And the number has grown alarmingly in the yeah. last several years of men, good working age, you know, twenty-five to sixty, just lying there. Yep. They've had it. They're prime years, not doing anything. <laughs> not doing anything. They've they've just pulled back and resigned, and we'll tell you, supposedly, what the reasons are. Uh, we want to take a moment now on the John and Ken show to uh, give our best wishes to Craig Cope. Craig is the was the is the owner of the norco market and liquor store which uh, this past august in fact i had him on the air exactly three months ago uh well he was behind the counter very early in the morning um craig i believe owns the store and he uh, doesn't mind working a lot of the shifts and that's what he was doing that night and he looked up at his monitor and he saw a car pull into the parking lot and he saw guys with guns and he said this is not going to be good well one of them came into the store to begin the robbery and Craig wasted no time from behind the counter. And he shot the oh, I can listen to that all day. That's like the best audio of the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stupid uh, stupid robber screaming, he shot my arm off. He comes into the store, and he goes, freeze, and then Craig fires at him, and he goes running out to his friends, and you can hear him screaming, they shot my arm off, and (laughs) they all get in the car. That's what it feels like to to have your arm shot off To drive away. I don't know ultimately what happened to his arm. I didn't follow his uh, hospital care. They were all arrested, all four of them. So Craig did what anybody has to do, particularly in today's world. He stood his ground, and uh, he wasn't going to wait for this guy to shoot him. Uh, we're, we're we're taking a moment because craig apparently suffered a stroke uh it says here last week he had a stroke they don't know how long he was down his wife found him uh this update from fox 11 says he's not able to talk or move oh. um yeah it's not good because he's 80 so they're holding prayer vigils and sending cards to the cope family so we just wanted to add our our best wishes because that's that's you know, it's been a really, really tough year for him, and obviously this is the worst development.
1: Yeah, yeah. All, the, all the stress probably didn't help.
2: We're going to play this one clip from that interview from August because uh, I'm glad you picked this one, Eric, because he, he was talking about a previous robber that apparently came into a store, and Craig had a, like a conversation with them. Mm. And Craig was John. Obviously, Craig is aware of people like George Gascon and what's happening with the criminal justice system. A lot of my interview with them was that he's just frustrated with the fact that uh, nothing happens to these guys. You know, they just spin right through the system and they're back out there again. So why wouldn't they want to continue to try to steal money? So uh, let let's listen to him talk about uh, this story.
3: As far as the, you know, the political aspect. I've been in business quite a while, and uh, these people that are doing some of what they're doing now, it's just hard to imagine whatever their motivation could be, because they don't really have a clue what's going on. They don't, they've probably never been in a circumstance like that. they I don't think they would, I don't think they could do what I do, and a lot of other people like me do, um, and if it doesn't change, I mean, we're just... It's just getting worse and worse. I, I'm, I, I had a guy one time that I had a, taken into custody. I had him handcuffed and down on the ground, waiting for the sheriff to come take him off my hand. He was a burglar. I, I apprehended him. Um, he wasn't a bad guy. And you know, we get to talking, and I was asking him, you know, "Why do you do this?" And I never forget. He told me, "He says I'm a burglar. That's my job." Wow. So he viewed it as a job. When he he said, hey, I, get up, I get up when it gets dark, and I go burglarize places, and that's my job. Well, if he views that as his job, uh, I don't see what's going to change that, <clears throat> except lock him up. And maybe he'll have time to figure it out, time he gets out. But if we don't make some changes, things are going to get continually worse. If I've inspired anybody to you know, think a little different, that'd be great, because... We got a mess going here, and it's, it's got to be changed.
2: That is, so I like a, the way you put that, right? Because that—that is the way probably some of these crooks treat things today. Oh yeah, the justice system being just a shambles the way it is. This is just my job. I gotta go out and do my job tonight. I gotta go steal stuff. Yeah, I've—I've I've been convinced of that for for a long time.
1: This is what they do. This is why you can't rehabilitate them. This is why you—you you, know—you don't prattle about second chances. This is what they do, and 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 they make their money. And it's relatively easy. It is not hard if you have a gun in your hand to drive up to uh, a convenience store or a jewelry store, point a gun, and say, give me what you got, or smash and grab it. It's easy work. And you drive over and, you know, resell the crap to a fence, and and you're in business. It's not hard to do. These people are sociopaths that they, they don't really fear anything. And why should they fear anyone? Because... You have a gun. They don't. Craig Cope was a, a rare exception. And uh, you're, there's not going to be any consequences in L.A. County.
2: We we read a opinion column in the Wall Street Journal by the former attorney general, William Barr. And he said it is a small percentage of the criminals who commit most of the crimes over and over again. The answer is simply keep them locked up. We're in a situation in California now. How many times have we talked about this, how the prison population has dropped dramatically the last few years? The pandemic speeding things up. Uh, things like Proposition 57 adding to the misery. Prop 47. What we're having is more of those people are free. Yeah. And just like the guy that Craig talked about, this is their job now. Yeah. Because they can get away with it. These are
1: stupid, destructive, foolish policies. And it's proven every time, you know, you just look at the news every day. I, every day it's proven how stupid, destructive, and foolish these policies are.
2: Guys driving vans into uh, high-end stores in Beverly Hills, right, and right. stealing stuff
1: twice in oh, just a few months. What would – since I'd, I'd love to ask some of these 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 nutty progressive politicians, ex- except I, I swear to God I really question their motivations, but that's another story. Uh, what would make somebody give up a life of crime? if they're getting away with it and making good money
2: and there's no consequences? Why would they? How how, how hard is the work? I mean, yeah, you could get shot like Craig did. But normally, you're in and out of a store in a few minutes and you could have thousands of dollars. Uh, What could beat that with their skill levels? Right. So so build me the case that they're going to change their
1: behavior without consequences, without serious prison time. How, How do they change their behavior? They will never. You'll just get more of it. That, that makes perfect sense, I not to us, probably to you at home. But then you're going to go out on Tuesday, you may have already voted, you're going to vote for some nutball politician who believes the opposite, who doesn't think that criminals will keep stealing stuff and hurting people if there's no consequences.
2: And if you don't lock them up and keep them locked up, there's no choice but for people like Craig Cope to shoot their arms off. That's all there is to it. So we wish him well. Uh, Again, Craig Cope, the owner of the Norco Market and Liquor, who shot an armed robber who came charging into his uh, store back in August, uh, has suffered a stroke, and we wish him and his family the best. Uh, Your chance for some money, a keyword is on the way. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, and of course, your chances are much better to win the money that John just talked about than the dopey Powerball. The prize will now be over $1.5 billion come the next drawing Saturday night. The Wall Street Journal provided us with a few answers in an article about the lotteries and focusing, of course, on the Powerball. Uh, Here's how—oh, and by the way, John, the article— came with a picture of a crowd lined up outside a liquor store in Hawthorne, California. That's which one the do you one. think that is?
1: Yeah, uh, that's the one. We went there that's twice. Bluebird. Bluebird. Bluebird liquor store. That's right. We we did that twice? We did that twice a long time ago and then uh, not so long ago.
2: Okay, I remember which is the time we threw the tickets in the air and they all <laughs> went <were just laughs> the second for time, it. which is one <laughs> of my
1: all-time favorite moments. It was. You <laughs> we, sat
2: there and you were trying to figure out what to do because we. Wanted well, we gave g- they gave
1: us a bunch of free lottery tickets, yeah, and you
2: were like, "Let's just throw them in the air and have them fight over them."
1: Was, <laughs> what a it scramble!
2: Was, it was quite a uh, <laughs> quite a mob scene. <laughs> I mean, people, imagine if one of those had been the big ticket. And it wasn't a billion dollars <laughs> back no, then, I don't think. No, after
1: I did it, I thought, uh oh, because <laughs> people could have gotten hurt. <laughs> know, somebody gotten There could have been fist fights We and... created a riot outside yeah, the store. That's right. I, I Police almost, are there. Almost incited a riot. Uh, <laughs> I had no so... idea people were going to act like that for uh, for lottery tickets.
2: Well, there are several reasons why these lotteries have grown to big numbers like over a billion dollars. This will be the third highest. If nobody wins Saturday, this is going to become the biggest jackpot in in mega lottery history. This would be the multi-state lotteries. Uh, 34% of Powerball ticket sales fund the big jackpot. Think about that. Now, another 16% go to the lower tier prizes. The other fifty percent goes to various state programs, operating costs, and retailer commissions. So yeah, because the guy that sells you the ticket, in fact, right. the he woman that cut. sold me a ticket said that she could yeah, get a million dollars. That was the drawing from uh, last night. She said I'd get a million dollars if uh, uh, the, I sell the winning ticket at my store here. So the choice you have is to take the money in a lump sum, which is what everybody's done. The last time anybody took an annuity, it was twenty fourteen. That's because it's paid out over 30 years, and most money managers tell people, you can do better with investing this, so take the lump sum. Maybe, so, maybe it used to be that way. So Not this year. I don't know. You know John didn't take a lot of... Did you take any finance courses, present value, future value of money? No. I understand it. You don't okay. have to take a course to uh, learn how the well, world works. Well, I tried works. to explain this the other day, and you were flummox, so I didn't know if I oh, should... Oh, I didn't know what you were explaining. I was explaining this. In other words... If you decide to take the lump sum versus the 30-year thing, they have to figure out exactly what the value of that money is today, present value, you know, versus the 30 years, and that's where, of course, you have a big drop. Uh, it says here that the lump sum will be 745 million, even though the advertised jackpot is one and a half billion. That if you choose the lump sum, that's that's the total that you're going to get, 745 million. And one of the reasons is the rising interest rates because the way they compute this is based on you know the, the Fed setting the... They just raised it by another 0. 0.75 percentage point increase. So the benchmark now sits between 3.75% and 4%. So in order to uh, reduce the money to the present value for a lump sum, they have to take into account that kind of interest rate, which is one of the reasons that the jackpot is bigger. But the other reason... Is that they rejiggered the jackpots a few years ago to try to uh, get people more interested because once, and isn't this weird? This is actually me. When the jackpots cross $500 million, that's probably the only time I play. And it's in the story. I looked at it and I said, I can't believe that. But apparently, according to research, that affects a lot of people. They don't bother until they see $500 million and they go, okay, today I'll buy a ticket. They think it, it's because it's a nice, round, cool number that attracts people. If it, if you do wait
1: until that moment and it gets more people attracted, it, it raises the uh, pot, but you're much less
2: likely to win it because more people are attracted. Well, the odds of having a winning ticket are always the same, one in 292 million, but you are correct. You may have to share the prize. So that increases the chances of you having to share the prize when more people buy tickets. But it's a bigger pot. So in 2015, they increased the cost of the ticket. I think it was it's $2. I think it was a dollar. I don't remember. And they altered the game to make it easier to win the smaller prizes. But that reduced the odds of winning the big prize. They did this on purpose because there was beginning to be a waning interest in some of these lotteries. So they were trying to figure out a way. Well, because almost everybody loses the research loses showed every that people time. love the big prizes. The whole thing is
1: ridiculous to me. I know. I, I mean, I mean, your odds are winning. You're one out of 292 million. Count to 292 million. Let's start. See how long it takes.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just well, astounded. Well, when you buy how- more than one ticket, John, you see? It increases I- your chances marginally even if you buy 10 tickets. I- <laughs> I mean, uh, only 3.8% of drawings so far this year have had a winner. Back in 2014, it was like 11%. So that's why these prizes keep rolling up to big numbers. And by the end of this article, they're saying, well, you know what they're thinking? They want to maybe rejigger it so we can get $2 billion prizes to get people even more excited. It's, that's how it works with human nature. you get them caught up in, in a huge... Cause it's one, Guy right. puts it in the story if you want 100 million, that's pretty cool. It's a lot of money. That's plenty of money. I mean, even if it's not 100 million that they pay you for lump sum, it's still quite a jackpot. But for some reason, 500 million or more people a lot are, more people uh, buy tickets. People are numerically
1: and mathematically illiterate. Do you know how long it would take to count to 292 million if you did one count a second? It would take you uh, nine years, three months. 15 hours, 6 minutes, and 40 seconds.
2: Look at that. Oh, you just computed that? Or you just no, Googled, I just put you it into Google.
1: That? Yeah. So it would take you over nine years to count to $292 million.
2: But, <sighs> uh But, uh, you know. No, you're the smart one. You don't bother. I already bought Saturday's tickets. Yeah. <laughs> And you're Mr. Uh, Mr. Accountant. You're Mr. Yeah, yeah. Efficiency. I am Mr. <laughs> Idiot. Johnny Ken, KFIAM 640 Live Everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
0: When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHTalent.com today.
2: Tomorrow is the day we play Moistline Line Calls. So you still have a little more time to leave a message that could be included. Use the iHeartRadio app. The microphone icon is the way to connect to the Moist Line. Call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, one 877 664 7886.
1: We have Brian. Deputy
2: Dew's opponent, right, is coming on at 3 05.
1: Brian Dolly, the Republican candidate for governor, he's at 3 o'clock. And then Rick Caruso, running for mayor in LA, at 5 o'clock.
2: And exciting news Joe Biden's back in Southern California. He'll be campaigning in Orange County area for a couple of con- congressional members. Leisure World. Nobody else wanted him. I guess they're worried about a couple of the races.
1: Yeah, Democrats. I think uh, the Democrats are going to lose uh, a few seats here, too. But oh, yeah, in California? You know, it, yeah. yeah, but it doesn't – see, it doesn't matter. It's Congress people.
2: Aren't I, we just down to Tom McClintock, the only Republican left in California <laughs> Congress? <laughs> I
1: forgot what the breakout is. I think, I think there's no, seven. No, there's Mike
2: Garcia. There's a, there's a few, I know. There's a few. There's Daryl Isis still there.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, –
2: I was just looking at his book the other day. Remember he signed a book for us, his biography, or one of his? Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know if I read it. Oh, there's 11 Republicans? Yeah, there's 11 Republicans. I mean, much, much of the Central Valley is still Republican. Yeah. You know, half Orange County.
2: That's probably pretty safe.
1: Yeah. You know, Riverside, uh, San Bernardino. But
2: right, uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, that. Uh, I, I thought I saw a story where Newsom was going to show up and appear with him but uh, in Oceanside. Uh, speaking of Newsom, and and you're right to have picked this column out because this woman has become, what would you call her, the dopey rookie uh, oh, columnist of the year for the um, El Segundo yeah, Times, she's, Anita,
1: Anita Chabria? She's, she is rookie of the year among empty-headed progressive yeah, columnists she, for the really, Times. I mean, normally it takes a
2: while before we start to learn the names and the dopiness of El, El Segundo Times no, but columnists, she's, but this uh, lady jettisoned pretty much right to the top earlier this year with a couple of doozies. But this time, you know, the big story is, and she fell right for the trap because it looks like she sat down with Newsom in person. And the headline is Newsom rejects every local homeless plan in the state, demanding more ambition. This is a guy that's been governor since 2018, you right, know, 2019. Th- this
1: is really curious. And uh, the empty Anita Chalibria, or is there, how do you say it? Ch- I think it's Chabria? Chabria. Ch- Chabria. Okay. Chabria. Yeah. She, she fell for it because the response is you've been here four years. And in fact, um, one of the commenters in this story, if you scroll down to the comments, printed a quote that Newsom had made in 2004 when he was running for San Francisco mayor. And he promised he was going to clean up homelessness. (laughs) He says the same thing every election cycle and nothing happens. Because now we're talking about 18 years of Newsom in, in either... He's either the San Francisco mayor, lieutenant governor, now the governor, and everything's gotten worse. But he has these brief periods when, when he's running where he really talks a good game. You know, oh, he, it's, look at all
2: the buzzwords here. If need be, I'll be the mayor of California. If places can't or won't do it for themselves, uh, we're going to throw down a, a bit of a gauntlet. Wow. It's just well, full of all these buzzwords typical of him. Acting yeah. like all full of bravado, and I'm taking charge. Such BS. I'm taking accountability. I love this state. It breaks my heart that people are just trashing us. And and they talk
1: about how he's going to be reviewing plans that cities and counties, I guess, submit to clean up homelessness. And if he doesn't like the plans, they're not going to get the money.
2: Yes, yeah, $600 they're, million dollars is supposed to be divided among 75 governments and service providers.
1: But she highlighted one applicant. That included a partnership among multiple entities, right? Probably multiple uh, nonprofit entities who were all going to get a cut of the tax money. And the application promised not to allow homelessness in its area to to grow by more than 71%. That's their goal. It's a nice, interesting number they picked, 71%. No, that's to to limit the growth rate to 71%. Yes, I know. That's absurd. Not Uh, to cut it 71%, to limit the growth rate to 71%. And this is the application to get tax money out of Newsom. I, I looked at that. It's like you've got to bulldoze the whole system. Obviously, these are parasites just looking to stick their head in the trough.
2: Listen to this number Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, the state has provided $15 billion to cities and counties to fight homelessness. But then, of course, she drops the usual, and I don't know where they get these stats. For every one person housed, two people become homeless in California. In the Bay Area, it's three by some estimates. Are you sure that's not the same person that you think you housed and fell back into homelessness? I just, I, I'm very I, suspect I, of that stat also, every time I read it. Because are, are, that's their excuse for saying, it's tough. We're making a difference, but more and more people fall into homelessness every day. We can't keep up.
3: No, I just don't it, know if I
2: believe that. They fall
1: into homelessness? Or they took a Greyhound bus here?
2: How come every census of
1: homeless people I've seen indicates that uh, a big majority came from another state?
2: This, this is what fries me. But they, you're right. The plans promise to lower unsheltered homelessness in the state by... 2% the next few years. You wouldn't notice that then. 2%. No. In other that way, is ambitious.
1: The whole story is about Newsom getting angry that he's going to take over this uh, entire process. But even the most optimistic predictions still allow that it's going to grow worse. Which means everything that they plan on doing and all the money they plan on spending is going to go to waste. Because I'm well, telling you, they're moving here. They are moving here because a normal person, if the rent goes too high in a city, you move out of the city. You move to a cheaper part of town or a cheaper part of the county or you move to another state. That's what a normal person does. This but is nonsense that they fall into homelessness. because
2: Now the norm is to not do that and to just squat on the corner.
1: And, and so the whole...
2: Premise of this
1: column is to give news a platform to stand and say, Look, oh yeah, look what I'm doing. I'm demanding. I'm you know, and and now he's got this thing. I've seen this three times in a week. He throws some variation of the word damn.
2: Oh, is that right? In the
1: middle of a tirade to show that, you know, I'm being manly. I'm I'm gonna mildly swear. I'm gonna show you what a tough guy I am.
2: He seems genuinely willing to jump into the third rail of politics taking local control if he has to. This is such BS. He's just grandstanding again the way he likes to do. We did this story yesterday when he ran for governor in 2018. I'm going to build three and a half million homes. They're going to get built. Nowhere near that. Now the goal is two and a half million. Apparently, when asked about the three and a half million, well, that was aspirational. I like that word. That's another Newsom word. In in fact, hardly anything
1: was built about... 13% Thirteen percent of the goal, they made they made plans. Well, you and I could make plans. I could draw up a house. I could draw up an apartment building, but they weren't actually built. And again, the whole premise, why should they be built? Why should people come from out of state with their drug addiction and mental illness problems and then I have to pay for their new house?
2: Particularly if they're going to areas like Venice, you know, beach property, they they, they get a they get an apartment or a house? Get out of here. As we've been mentioning for quite a while now, you give them a tent or you put them in one of those uh, stupid uh, uh, Garcetti encampments, they're rejecting that now. I want a real place to live. But well, give I, a My
1: own rules. How about we don't negotiate with the insane?
2: <laughs> exactly
1: right. Let alone take them seriously. I mean, seriously, these are insane people. They're drug addicted or they're mentally ill. I'm not going to get into uh, a negotiation over spending five or seven hundred thousand dollars for their new apartment so that they could do what in? They're not going to work. There's, there's like a level of unreality that is astounding. I, I Absolutely think is- astounding. We've met a lot of these people. We've done several shows from homeless encampments. They're not going to work. They're never going to work. Their brains are severely damaged. Yeah, They've they
2: become very dysfunctional, and uh, what you consider to be a norm of going to work and paying for things and, and having a normal life is not in their uh, And, and – they're not going to do that. And
1: I so resent everybody at the LA Times this Anita Chabria, Gavin Newsom, pretending that they're normal people, and if we just build them a house, everything's going to be okay. No. No. They have no right to a house. They have no right to our money to build them a house. Because they're never going to work for it. They can't. They're not capable. And I don't know why it's so wrong to say that. These people, the ones, the crazy ones in the street, are not capable of working. They're never going to earn anything. And we don't owe them anything.
2: Well, when we come back, speaking of Newsom, because that's where he hangs out a lot, Sacramento apparently now has more unhoused people than San Francisco. Neither city's that big, but that's still kind of shocking. We'll talk about what's going on there. John and Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. In just minutes.
1: uh, Right after Deborah's News, about 15 minutes, we're going to Brian Daly on. He's running as the Republican against Gavin Newsom for governor. Five o'clock, Rick Caruso running for mayor of LA.
2: We're full of candidates today. Anybody else? We are full of it. Monday, though, will be the hour of candidates at five o'clock for those running for, I guess, lesser known positions than mayor and governor. Uh, You'll get 30 seconds on the show Monday in the five o'clock hour here on KFI. Uh, We were just talking about uh, Governor Newsom doing an interview with Dopey El Segundo Times columnist about how he's rejecting uh, a lot of the local plans dealing with trying to reduce homelessness. Uh, It's not being ambitious enough. We've got to do more and i'm gonna put down the gauntlet a bit and if i have to take over i will which is the same thing they said and it's pointed out in the column about building more homes which apparently hasn't gone very well either uh and that's because some people like their communities as they are they don't want them to grow by double they don't want big apartment buildings sprouting up in the middle of their town yeah. They don't want that and there's this always this finger wagging in these stories and
1: columns about how everybody says they want to help the homeless, but then they all turn into NIMBYs.
2: And every time I th- I, I look at that, it goes, well, yes. Yes. Earn, earn your own right to be a NIMBY. How's yeah, that for an answer? They're, they're,
1: that's right. It, it took most people decades to work and save and be able to afford a home in, in Southern California. We know what that takes, right? They don't yeah. hand those out for free. So, yeah, after you've uh, worked for 20 years and now you've got a family you're taking care of and you hear that some idiot, empty box like Newsom or Garcetti wants to open up some kind of homeless shelter uh, in your neighborhood. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> you know, you want to chase him with a shovel. No, you're not going to do that. I'm not living that way. I don't want to live that way.
2: I don't have to live that way. You go live that way. You're crazy. One place we haven't talked about in California when it comes to homelessness in a while is Sacramento. Homelessness has risen 70% in that city. In fact, at least 9,278 people are estimated to be without a home. Majority, of course, because this is California, sleep outdoors or in cars. Uh, This is more than San Francisco, according to one of the latest counts. They are on levees near schools next to busy roads. We've talked about that American River, where a couple of years ago, apparently it was all full of feces, bacteria. Oh, yeah. The American was, River Parkway.
1: It was like a toxic waste dump. There was, there was so much uh, human poo in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a picture here. 60 tents pitched us alongside the American River. Tawana James is doing her best to comfort a friend at the end of her wits. All day, the woman says she's been waiting for a caseworker yeah. from a Sacramento nonprofit to come pick her up and put her on a list for housing. A
1: caseworker. And by the way, the uh, the uh, Jack Hole who runs Sacramento is Daryl Steinberg, who used to run the state senate. Yes, he's another guy just he's like big nitty. just like the slobs here in L.A. who bounce from job to job and uh, legislature to uh, city council to county supervisor. Same people bouncing around till they get term limited out. Complete incompetent he is. Absolute total incompetent. Homelessness has more than tripled while he's been mayor.
2: Yeah, Why Sacramento? I don't know. I guess it's another area that just tolerates it since it's where all the government officials are. And
1: Newsom sees this every day for the last 12 years he's worked in Sacramento. 12 years. He's seen it every day. He's done nothing about it. Nothing. Right in front of his nose. He's seen thousands and thousands of people end up in the street. And then he sits in his office and starts pounding his desk and saying, you know, we've got to do something about this. Uh, oh, I, I, there was one quote I wanted to read you from uh, that, that other story. He was yelling at the writer saying, deliver damn results. That's oh, he what said he's telling yeah. yeah. It's a crisis. Act like it. Everybody step up. I'm not the mayor. You want me to come in? I'll do the job. I'll do it happily. I've been going into cities, cleaning up encampments. Has anyone got the hint? If someone did that to me when I was mayor, I'd be like, okay, I got it.
2: He's been going into cities, cleaning up encampments? When does that happen?
1: He shows up for the stupid photo ops. And he cleans up garbage for half an hour, and it makes the TV all night. Oh, Gavin Newsom rolled up his sleeves today in downtown uh, Oakland and uh, helped uh, dismantle a homeless encampment. Again, posturing, posing, pretending.
2: In Sacramento, they have a ballot measure, Measure O. And it will allow, well, it'll, it'll push encampments out of public spaces and allow residents harmed by unlawful camping to take legal action against the city. Apparently, it's been pushed by local business leaders. I don't know if Daryl Steinberg's a supporter or not, but it's something that the people there, I guess they got on the ballot with enough signatures to try to take more control of this situation from the dopey local politicians, who, as we found out everywhere we go, are just entranced and uh, they're captive from the activist groups. The activist groups are running things just about everywhere, backed up by the nonprofits and the whole homeless industrial complex. That's why we're stuck where we are. You mentioned the word enforcement and they come after you big oh, time. Well, and you got to fight them
1: off. You 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 cannot be intimidated by these crazy people. They're paid to be crazy. They make money with their nonprofits. Six-figure salaries some of these activists make, and they've got all day to act crazy and yell at you. You just got to tell them to go to go screw themselves. Just give them the big f and u.
2: Yeah, and remember, there was talk. Oh, this is a few years ago, when Newsom actually made Daryl Steinberg uh, the head of another one of his task forces on homelessness. Yeah, and one of their first plans was, we have an obligation to find housing for people, but they have an obligation to take it. And I think at the time, everyone was like, all right, well, that means just a shelter bed. You see, that's gone now. Mm -hmm. Shelter beds are no good. Right. It's a moving target, isn't it? And we don't want any rules. And We want private, permanent housing. That's all we're going to stand for. Otherwise, we're going to sit here in the park until you come up with that.
1: So the one thing they absolutely will never get is the one thing they're going to insist on, or they're going to keep defecating all over the public space.
2: That's why you need to tell them to move on and uh, get a hold of their lives and change their lives. All right. Coming up next. State Senator Brian Dolly, a Republican, is on your ballot for governor against Newsom. John and Ken KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, live in the 24 hour KFI newsroom.
0: I'm Dioza. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at, first at first listen. listen. facts yes all of the above are correct but most importantly they're some of the biggest latin icons in the world and they're just a few of the game-changing latin stars we're covering in becoming an icon season two listen to becoming an icon on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts